Good morning. It's morning time when I'm doing this. Um, so whatever time of day this finds you, I hope you're doing well. I'm just checking in through this process of kind of the ego deaths and this new version of yourself that's getting reborn maybe through an experience or for me right now through my pregnancy and this next step that I'm kind of starting and I'm going very delicately and this is kind of a warning or a heads up too because this space can get heavy and hard and I just encourage people to check in with themselves before they go into this work. Um, I contemplate, I took a few days off from even touching this next subject in kind of nurturing my soul and myself as I go through this process. But um, I, I needed to make sure that I was like in a really good place to do it mentally, emotionally, physically. And there's still some parts of this and the timing of it that I'm like, Am I, should I really be going here right now? Um, and what I, I personally have decided is you can start, you're going to go very delicately, very lightly, and you're going to really, really listen as you do it. Um, the work I'm talking about that I've kind of set up as the next step of this is facing some of the traumas. Um, the traumas that you experience can be very different from other people's. Um, traumas do shape our egos, our real and false egos alike. And when you're suffering the death or the loss of your old self or your old ego or your false ego, um, your traumas do need to be addressed because you're also leaving those behind. For women who are going through childbirth, my doula and I, we kind of discussed this whole idea of like utilizing the pain that you will physically experience through a contraction or what we're calling them as waves instead of a contraction, um, using that pain to help physically remove that trauma from your body and not attach it to your child. Um, that's pretty deep. <laughs> and if you're not going through a birth of a, a human being, a child, and you're just going through an ego death, then maybe there's another way that you could utilize this. And I think back to pre-Sarah now, even when I was doing some of this trauma work, I felt like as I was experiencing like ego deaths, a lot of the times I would experience a lot of the work when I was doing something really physically hard. And so there were times when I would go on these really crazy hikes and I maybe wasn't in the best physical shape to do it or had never done anything like it before. And there was like obviously some like discomfort. I wasn't in the type of pain comparatively to childbirth. However, 
every little step, every twinge of like discomfort, I felt like parts of these traumas were slowly leaving my body. And I wasn't as intentional with it at times. And as I grew deeper in my own self-healing, I I did get more intentional with it. Um, but maybe for your work is going to be focused on, okay, there's something I am working on mentally about these traumas or experiences that I need to physically get out. I'm going to set this physical activity because there is a connection to mind and body. Even if it's not something you like to do, you don't have to get elaborate. You could go on a hike. We're going into winter season. You could go snowshoeing. You could do some time on the Stairmaster, like, and work it out, you know, but setting something very intentional and saying, I'm going to go do this right now. And each part of this that is uncomfortable as that discomfort comes into my body, this pain from these events is leaving with that. And maybe you don't need that. I know a lot of people I have worked with they do need it (laughs) and they do see the benefits from it. So if it's something that you kind of are like, eh, I don't think I need that. I would encourage you just, just to lean into it a little bit and see what happens there. I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be a long lengthy process, but for me, that's kind of what I'm setting myself up for. So I can understand what exactly I'm asking, you know, source or God to help push and kind of eliminate from my body so as I am reborn into this new person as a mother I I no longer have those attachments at least in as connected or deep as a way as some of them still can be at times and years ago when I worked with this coach um, and therapist duo um, they gave me this really great visual of kind of trauma and you know look at your closet like in the hallway and pretend there's like multiple shelves just like straight shelves and your super Marie Kondo or (laughs) maybe you do the home edit and you have these nice like boxes with things in them from the container store or wherever (laughs) trying to give you a really good visual so they're just clean simple boxes and they're all in a row there's three on each shelf and the shelf is maybe four or five high. Um, And each of those boxes has a label of a trauma. And the ones at the top of the shelf in the closet are kind of out out of sight, out of mind, maybe not going there. And then the ones that are like eye level that are easy to grab are right there in front of you and kind of taking place. And then the ones really low on the ground are some that are maybe just haven't come up yet. You know, like you touch them every once in a while because you can bend down and get them really easily without getting into a step stool or something. But they're there, just they're not there. And when I was working on some of the trauma work I've experienced, um, it was kind of placing visually. You can even draw it out, which I did do at one point. Um what traumas belong where. And throughout your life, you're going to reorganize that closet. You're going to move some of those baskets eye level up to the top because 
you really don't need them. You're not going to get rid of them, but they're there. And then maybe the stuff from the top actually comes back down and is facing you right in the front of your face. And then maybe you work through some of it and it's not gone completely, but it needs to go down low and something from the top has to move up in order to make space for it. And that's usually when you experience things from early childhood. Um, Again, I am not an expert. I am not a therapist. I am not a life coach. This is all things that I have worked on, been through, and am sharing now with you as a group that are listening because this is a human experience and this is mine. And if I can help at least one person maybe find or learn something new, then I've done my job on earth. So with all that being said, trauma work is a lot. If you are not in the place to do it, don't. Don't go there. Make sure you're really well taken care of. I feel super loved right now. We had a sweet little baby shower over the weekend, and I got my love cup filled up. Um, There have been a lot of other hard things going on, but the timing in life is never completely perfect, but I'm embracing the seasons, and I decided to go really delicately. Um, so if you are in the space to go here in this journey, as you go through your ego death, what I would recommend doing again, get out your pen and paper, hopefully you have like a little notebook maybe for this experience specifically. I know I, I have one, um, and you got to do kind of the awkward, hard thing, which I don't know why I call it that, but it is for me at least. I really struggled with writing out what happened in my life as far as traumas when I first started working on this. And even now, after years of working on this, it still makes me a little like cringy when I do it. (laughs) So I'm leaning into it, just like I'd encourage you, but list out the traumas. Um, I have about nine traumas in my life that are significant. Um, And even within each of those traumas, some of those are actually broader labels of even more stories within each. So I could probably do an episode or four on each each trauma. Um, So we're not going to go into mine specifically in this podcast, but what you will do is write out exactly what traumas you believe you have had from your early childhood up until today. Now, childhood traumas are a big piece of childhood work that you do. Um, Usually with a coach or a therapist, I would recommend it because they are really, really well-versed in how to tap into that childhood self. Um, I know myself and my cousin and some friends of mine have done childhood work and it's beautiful. It is so cool. You learn to look at your family members in a different way. And while you're going through this work, you can kind of get feelings stirred up where you don't like them. And so I do encourage people, if you're doing childhood work, like make sure there's some space there. Like don't be doing it like around the holidays when you're around people, or if you know you have a bunch of commitments, like really intentionally figure out when 
it's okay for you to go there because you don't want to bring up angst around them because they have no clue what you're going through. And I was going through a lot of childhood work when I was living with my parents after my divorce. And it was really hard. (laughs) I was literally living in the house with them and sorting through these things that I was learning about my upbringing and how my parents' choices were impacting me and how it triggered these things. And it was really challenging. And I wish that I had been given that piece of advice. Um, So I probably would have put it on the back burner for a little bit until I moved out. But with that being said, childhood work will bring up traumas and you need to list those out. And when you understood your traumas or your childhood work, um, you will understand so much more about yourself. Um, A huge piece of my codependency is because of my upbringing and my childhood and my parents and my brother. And I love them dearly. Love them. And they have no clue. They, They didn't do it with any lick of intention in instilling this in me. But the reality is, is that's where it came from. And I've learned how to look at them very differently in order to have a loving, engaging, softer relationship now that I understand this about it all. Um, so the next part is then obviously trauma work evolves and there's some things that we suppress maybe in our teenage or 20s, teenage years, 20s, um, that work kind of gets suppressed because like we all know, teenagers and 20-something year olds, they're going through so much um, they're like kids still with this newfound independence and freedom and decision-making power. And really, they're just kids and they need a lot of guidance, but they're going to make some mistakes along the way. And they're not going to want to necessarily own up to those things. So they kind of hide them. And then they get a little bit older and then they're like, oh yeah, remember when that happened? And you realize like that was a big deal. And you just literally like brushed it under the rug because you're trying to be this new adult, I say that in air quotes, self, and really you didn't have to do that, you don't need to do that, and now you have to kind of acknowledge it, look at it and thank it for what it taught you, and be kind to yourself and heal from it, and so there's those kind of midlife traumas that take place, um, Other types of traumas obviously can be more serious um, that cause PTSD. Um, I have a couple instances that are connected to something like that. And if you are in a space where you have really deep, heavy work around PTSD and that type of trauma, work with somebody on it. Do not do that alone. Um, Therapy plant medicine, EMDR, whatever it is that you need, get the support from a professional. Um, There's a lot of trauma that happens in people's lives, and there are a lot of triggers that come from PTSD, and it can be really challenging to navigate on your own. So if you are in a place where something like that you find 
is getting triggered just by mundane things, um, you probably are experiencing PTSD. I didn't realize I was experiencing PTSD. I had been working with a therapist and she did know a lot of what had gone on, which led me to her office. And I think I was just doing a really good job of masking it. And then there were probably four instances in about a two-week period where really basic things were happening that triggered me hardcore to have panic attacks. And I've never had a panic attack before. Um, Like one instance was I was at a hockey game and I left our seats at the hockey game to go to the bathroom and I, I had a panic attack just walking from where I was to the bathroom. And I, I had to call a friend and I was like, I don't know what's wrong. Like something, I, I can't breathe. I was just, I was experiencing a panic attack, which I'd heard so many other people go through. Um, and so when I brought that and a few other things that had gone on to my therapist, she's like, you're suffering from PTSD. Those are trauma triggers and it's much deeper. So we kind of went there. Um, so be kind to yourself look into these things, write them down, and journal about it a little bit. Go slow. Don't go into each one in depth. I literally have like short little blurbs of each trauma. I did not go deep. I did not go heavy. I made my list, and I kind of made my general observation, which I've known because of the work I've done around traumas, um, And I can read this part to you guys, I think. Um, When I look at the list of traumas, what I used to see was the more I showed up, the more I would experience pain, hurt, and disappointment. But I wouldn't change it now because of the growth that came after each event and each healing. What I can change is how I show up. That's something I can control. Lately, though, I hear the words surrender and listen which is definitely not my typical response when showing up for others and definitely was not during each of these events. Usually the old me wants to fix, control, force, and make others happy, but now I'm asserting myself into a place with boundaries to keep me protected. And so I just wrote a little blurb with what my intention is for acknowledging the traumas, a generalized idea of why I experience them, how I honor that part of me, but also am shifting it to working with who I am growing into as a mother. So as you go through your ego death or the birthing process, let yourself do this. It's heavy work. You don't have to get too much deeper than this if you aren't there, and that's okay. But just acknowledging it and kind of being mindful of the things you've gone through that you don't want to attach to your new self or to your child if you're going through this with me in this season. I think that's really healing. I think it's really eye-opening. I think it's really brave. I think it's a form of self-care. So I hope that this gives you a good little guideline as to how to tackle the traumas in this process and the importance of them. Um, If you haven't ever done this type of work, feel free to reach out. 
Um, I'm on Instagram at the real Sarah Marie. You can send me a message and I'm here to support you, um, connect you with tools and resources that I have found. Um, again, I am not an expert in this. I have just experienced a lot of it. So that's that, everybody. Today we just kind of hit the tip of the iceberg with the traumas, and I think that we're going to kind of keep it there for today. Um, So find that physical way that you think you could maybe utilize in future exercises as we go through this process to help prepare yourself, prepare your body and your mind to let these exit. And... Just make a general addressing to it all. But um, I hope everybody is doing well. And I'm excited to kind of continue this journey with everybody. And I'll catch you soon.